Good day, California, and indeed America, if that's where you're listening from. This is The Bankruptcy Professor with another episode of The Bankruptcy Professor Podcast. Let me start, of course, with my normal statement as a disclaimer. This is not legal advice. What you're about to hear is only my personal experience and my personal journey in the bankruptcy process. I'll tell you my story. I'll tell you what I experienced. I am not a lawyer. If you are considering bankruptcy, I highly, highly, highly urge you to speak to a local bankruptcy attorney in your area that knows your local state laws, your local court laws, or local court rules, excuse me. Very, very important. Okay, having said that, today's episode, uh, we're going to try to keep it pretty brief, but I wanted to focus on credit score and your credit situation pre and post bankruptcy. As this is a hot button topic for a lot of folks considering bankruptcy, they're so scared to um, to obliterate their credit score by filing bankruptcy. So I wanted to hopefully provide you all with some hope that it may not be quite as bad as you think. All right. Uh, and first of all, it starts with a fundamental understanding of what credit scores are and um, and what they mean for you and your future. Um, there's multiple different types of credit scores. As you probably know, if you're researching bankruptcy, you've probably looked into this already. But first and foremost, the, the primary FICO score or primary uh, credit score that most companies use is the FICO score, the Fair Isaac credit uh, score. Um, and there's like several different versions of the FICO score now, in fact. So uh, the FICO 8 is the most common score that most companies use, certainly most credit card companies use. Um, and uh, that score will be suff- will suffer from your bankruptcy, no doubt, no doubt. But it's interesting um, when you think about what happens after bankruptcy with your credit score. So think about what credit really is. It's a, your credit score is a measurement of uh, how well you've been able to interact with banks in your lifetime. It's really what it is. Um, you know, did you buy, borrow money? Did you pay it on time? Did you pay it back? That's really what a FICO score is. So obviously, if you're filing bankruptcy, it means you're not paying your creditors back, which means that you probably don't have a good credit score anyway, right? Um, so if you file bankruptcy, is it going to get worse? Eh, maybe a little bit, maybe not. Maybe not. And I can tell you right now, my credit score didn't change when I filed bankruptcy didn't change because it was already so bad. So um, didn't change at all. And I know people are listening that this, oh, that's not possible. I'm going to tell you right now it is possible. And here's why it's possible. Because when I filed bankruptcy, I had multiple accounts still open in good standing with no debt, no debt. So I had several of those, several accounts, several thousand dollars of available credit where I didn't owe them any money because I hadn't used the account in a year or two before filing bankruptcy. So it still looked as everything was in good standing. So the bankruptcy code requires that you list all your creditors on the bankruptcy petition. But if you don't owe anybody money, they're not a creditor because you don't owe them money. So it's called accounts surviving the bankruptcy. You may hear that term. So if you have, let's say, like a Home Depot card for a $1,000 credit limit that you haven't used in two years, and it's still showing on your credit report as an account in good standing with zero balance, Well, you don't have to, I mean, that's not going to be on your bankruptcy petition because you don't owe them any money. They're technically not a creditor of yours. You may have an account with them, but you don't owe them any money. So that account will survive the bankruptcy and it'll still be open in most cases um, because you didn't list them on your petition. 
So that means it will have a positive effect on your credit score to leave the account open and in good standing. Um, so this is something that I would strongly consider if you're in the very, very early, especially if you're in the very, very early planning stages of thinking maybe in a year or two or three, I may have to go down this route because I just know the math isn't adding up and I won't be able to pay this back and I got into a hole. Well, here's what I would recommend. Open an account and don't use it if you can, if you can get approved. And many of the, cre the credit card companies and the banks have pre-approval sites that you can go to. Capital One has a fantastic one. Um, I, believe, uh, uh, I believe American Express has one. Uh, I think even Chase Bank might have one. There's multiple banks that have credit pre-approval options. Discover has one as well. So if you don't owe these banks any money, it might not be a bad idea to take out an account and just leave it in a leave it in the filing cabinet somewhere. Leave the card at home. Don't touch it. See if you whatever limit you can get five hundred, a thousand, five thousand, whatever they'll approve you for. Because if you can survive an account or two or three or four or more, survive the bankruptcy, that will tremendously help your credit score during and after the bankruptcy. Because here's the magic of bankruptcy: the the second you get your discharge order especially in a Chapter 7 bankruptcy, which I'm speaking to specifically. The second you get your discharge order, literally it goes to LexisNexis, and it goes to, which is a reporting agency for bankruptcy, and, and then it goes to your credit report, like literally the next day, sometimes the same day. And you know what happens when your discharge goes through? It means all that debt you had listed in your bankruptcy got, went down to zero, which means, guess what? My credit score shot up 64 points the day I got my discharge. It went up 64 points. So how's that for math, right? Um, how's that for, for funky math? So, um, and that largely because I had accounts in good standing that still were on my credit report that were factored into my bankruptcy, that were not factored into my bankruptcy, excuse me. So that's a very big tip I would give you from a credit score if you wanna really affect it long-term. Make sure you have some accounts in good standing. Now, having said that, if you have money in your account right now, don't go paying off credit cards just so your credit score looks good, better because you have accounts with good standing. That's not going to help you, especially if you are considering filing within the next one to three months, say. Because if you pay a creditor more than $600 in aggregate for the 90 days preceding your bankruptcy filing. That can be considered a preferential payment and the bankruptcy trustee can actually sue the company you paid the money to to get that money back for him or her, for your case. So um, don't just go blindly paying off cards. Now, if you know for sure you're not gonna be filing in the next 90 days, maybe not even the next six months, and you want to pay off one or two accounts so that you have them in good standing, as long as they have a, uh, an available credit to you where it's still available and they didn't cut it down to zero. So let's say you have $500 on a $3,000 Wells Fargo card, for example. And if you have $500, pay it off, and you know you're not going to file for six months, that count will not, that Wells Fargo will no longer be a creditor of yours because you don't owe them any money. And in six, seven, eight months down the road, you're going to have, and if you file six, seven, eight months down the road, let's say, you still have that $3,000 limit on a Wells Fargo card that's an account in good standing. That will survive the bankruptcy as an account in good standing. So 
it's again, this is somewhat of a pre-bankruptcy planning tips conversation, but it's really related to your credit score because I want to make sure that you understand the credit score is really a small concern in the grand scheme of things. So don't get bogged down in worrying about your credit score. It's going to take a hit likely, but it can rebound just as fast. It really can, especially if you have accounts in good standing. Um, so no stress. Now, the bigger impact to your credit is not your score. It's the fact that there's a bankruptcy on your credit report for seven to 10 years, depending on the type of bankruptcy. That will, that will inhibit you from obtaining credit much more than a credit score hit will. Because there are banks and, and, and companies that will give you loans and credit cards with low credit scores. They just, they will. Um, but if you have a bankruptcy on there, you're less likely to do it. Now, having said that, it's not impossible. So this is, uh, this is something that I personally tested during my bankruptcy uh, phase of post-341 meeting of creditors, which, by the way, I will be doing an episode on that in the future. So get ready for that one because that's interesting. A lot of misinformation on that out there. Um, anyway, post-341 meeting to discharge. I did a test to see if I could qualify for credit, knowing that the, the credit score had suffered um, or was already suffering from not paying my creditors, so it was already low. And knowing that as soon as you file a bankruptcy, all those accounts pretty much go to zero anyway because they're expecting a discharge. Wanting to see what banks, if any, would possibly give me a loan or a credit card. And there are some. Um, even while you're in an active bankruptcy case, pre-discharge, there are credit card companies, there are store cards that will approve you for credit. Um, now, having said that, if you're an irresponsible lend, uh, bar borrower of money, which if you're filing bankruptcy, you probably are, and if you haven't, you haven't taken the necessary means to understand what financial discipline is, which I did, pre-bankruptcy. I was an avid, avid uh, uh, student of financial education from all sources, from all sources, from, from independent folks to Dave Ramsey to uh, uh, Mr. Kurosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, all of these folks that talk about money and financial education. I soaked it all in because I wanted to know as much as I could because I knew I was poor at it. I was bad at doing it. Um, now I don't think I am because I understand the the value of the dollar and I understand um, how to be disciplined with it from all the way from creating a simple budget all the way down to how you invest it. So I get it now. So I feel confident knowing that if I open a credit card, I'm not going to use it or I'm not going to max it out. It's not going to happen because I know that's so, so stupid. So I would never do that again. So having said that, I wanted to see if I could get credit to see how it would help my score and see if it was even possible. And uh, like I told you earlier, I did, and I did. I did I did test it and I did get credit in the middle of a bankruptcy. Now, partially this was, going back to what I said before, this was because I had some accounts in good standing on my credit report. At least I believe that to be true. You know, no one actually knows for sure what, what goes into the approval process for a bank? There's a lot of different factors, but uh, only the bank knows that. And each bank is different with their approval factors because one bank will approve you and one will not with the same exact information, right? So um, 
So anyway, I wanted to see what I could do. And I know I had some accounts of good standing. I know it wasn't all negative on my credit report. Um, my credit score was low, although like I told you, it rebounded very quickly once I got the discharge. And it started to rebound even quicker than that because the creditors started putting the accounts at zero on my credit report as they were as if they were going to be discharged. So anyway, so the first card I tried to get because I had heard it was relatively simple to get was Wayfair.com. So I went on Wayfair.com and they have a, a soft credit pull system where you can only enter. You only have to enter the last four of your social and enter your name and address and, and employment information, your income and all of that. And they will do a soft inquiry in your credit score, which or credit report, which doesn't hurt your credit score at all. And, and they will actually approve people based on that. I got approved instantly for a $2,000 credit limit with Wayfair in the middle of a bankruptcy case. So don't think it's impossible. Don't think it's impossible. I tried it with a couple of other soft pull cards. A couple I did not get approved. A couple I did get approved for. I'll tell you right now, Express and Victoria's Secret, yeah, they approved me. Not that I would ever shop at Victoria's Secret. Certainly not for myself, maybe for my wife. But my intention of these opening these accounts was not to use them. <laughs> it was to test them, to see if I could get the accounts open and get the available credit on my credit, credit report to impact my credit score positively. All right. So I did that. And then I said, okay. I waited a week or two and I said, okay. The real, the real hero in all this is can you get a Visa or MasterCard? Uh, in your name during an active bankruptcy or post-discharge bankruptcy situation. So I had researched all the different banks, and I had unfortunately had owed several of the big banks money during the bankruptcy process, so I knew I wouldn't be able to get an account with them. But there were a couple of major banks that I did not owe any money to. I didn't owe any money to American Express. I didn't owe any money to Capital One, to HSBC, to many of the local regional banks. There were a lot of banks I didn't owe money to. So I said, well, let me look at these banks. The Bank of America is another one. Didn't know them any money. So, so I checked out all of them. And the, the, I did a lot of research on it. And a lot of uh, financial advisors will tell you post-bankruptcy to go for a secured credit card. Because they, they're very easy to obtain. You just put down a deposit, $100, $250, whatever amount you want. And they'll give you a credit card in your name, report it to the credit bureaus, help your credit score. But you have to basically pay for your own credit limit, right? I wanted to see if it was possible to do it unsecured. So I went through and, I, and I'm going to go straight to the hero and all this, and that's Capital One. So I went to Capital One, did, went to the website, did the pre-approval process, and, and I'm not kidding you guys, was approved for a $3,000 limit MasterCard on their Platinum MasterCard on their website. Approved in the middle of a bankruptcy. No annual fee, $3,000 limit. That's what you need to rebuild your credit. I didn't need to apply for any of anything else because I had already had a couple store cards and I had my master card. I was golden, folks. I was golden. My credit score, I'm going to tell you right now, I just, like I told you, I, I think on the previous podcast, I was discharged um, July 1st of this year, 2019. My credit score is already up to 662. 662. With a bankruptcy out there. Okay. 
Some people who have no bankruptcy have worse credit scores, way worse. So it is possible to get back to a 700 credit score. And, and I'll tell you right now, like I said in the beginning, there's different credit scores. So the FICO score is 662. If you want to go on the uh, TransUnion's credit score, credit scoring system, I have 721. So I, my credit score is good. It's getting better and better. It's nowhere near as bad as you would think during a bankruptcy process. So have hope out there. And I would tell you, have caution as well. When you're doing research, if you're looking on YouTube, if you're talking, looking at all of these different people that say, oh, get a 800 credit score in a year after bankruptcy or get back to 700 within 90 days of bankruptcy. Okay, it may not be 100% possible, folks, but you can rebound your credit score quickly. I'm not even 90 days post-discharge and I have a 662. So that's just me being honest with you folks. So don't necessarily believe everything you hear, but don't believe it's impossible either to rebound quickly. It can be done. It can be done. Don't stress about your credit score. The most important thing you can do is do what's right for your family and what's right for yourself. If you know that you can't pay back this debt, if your debt totals more than half your annual income, if you make $50,000 a year and your debt's over $25,000, it's going to be really difficult for you to pay that back. All right. And certainly if it's more than your annual income, forget about it. All right. You're going to have to figure something out. You're going to either have to live on literally bread and rice for three years or and, and pay every dollar you have towards your debt or, you know, look into the bankruptcy option to help your future out. All right. There's plenty more to come in the Bankruptcy Professor podcast in episodes to come. I hope you stay tuned for more. Thank you so much for listening. Good day, California, and indeed America, if that's where you're calling from.